Hello and welcome back yet again to another edition of Have You Seen the Podcast for film discussions, TV discussions, and anything else film and television related. Uh, coming off of the 2022 Bibbs Corner Awards, I brought one of the people who sent clips for the awards show. Thank, thank you, by the way. Uh, Tyler Lennon here today because last year's first review of 2022 was the Scream review. It was me and Tyler, so it was only right to bring him back for the Scream 6 review. Tyler Lennon, how you feeling? Dude, I'm feeling good. I'm always happy to be here. Which one? Thank you for letting me be a part of the uh, the yearly awards, aka the Bibsters, aka the real Oscars. It's my favorite thing. I look forward to it every single year. And I said it on the pod, but like literally every movie I watch, I'm going into it with the idea of like, all right, is there anyone I can nominate or anything I can nominate? So thank you so much for letting me be a part of that, man. And it's dope to get to start the new uh, calendar year off. No, definitely. And I was actually going to ask you, I'm going to ask everybody that uh, I usually refer to or people I bring on, if there's any awards that I don't currently have that you would like to see. And I, listening back to the clips you sent, one of the things you mentioned was like a cast or ensemble type award. I am adding one of that, one of those for 2023. So if there's any awards that you come up with, even, even if you come up with it a month from now, let me know and I'll get it added. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the one I would have uh, thrown in there because everything everywhere all at once didn't want enough stuff. So we got to <laughs> find more ways to get it some stuff. Right, right. Um, I mean, sometimes a movie is undeniable. And I think that was the case for everything everywhere all at once. I'm not mad at it at all. But yeah, definitely going to shake it up a little bit this coming year with the awards. Uh, definitely should be a, a good a good episode. Go check it out. There's going to be some movies mentioned that you may or may not have seen and probably should. So uh, Tyler, it's Tyler underscore Lennon on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, the new show down and out nine Oh three. Yes. Go, go listen to down and out. I'm the world's worst at plugging things. I hate like, (laughs) Hey, go watch the stuff I do, but I think because I do it with other people, it's easier to do, but go watch down and out. You can watch it on YouTube on the Chad's media, YouTube, where we post tons of clips that are doing really well on all the social medias down and out nine Oh three. So yeah, go follow that. Go watch it. It's a it's a fun show to do. Definitely, definitely. It looks like you guys are having a lot of fun. So I enjoy the clips when they come across my my feed. Uh, but as I mentioned, we're here for Scream Six, and uh, this movie has a loaded cast. Uh, give me about ten minutes here to read off the cast list. Uh, returning cast from previously previous movies in the franchise: Courtney Cox, Melissa Barrera. Jenna Ortega, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Skeet Ulrich, and Hayden Panettiere. Additional cast. These are mostly new people. We've got Dermot Mulroney from My Best Friend's Wedding, Jack Champion. Uh, he plays Spider in the Avatar franchise. Uh, Josh Sagara from Arrow, Sirens, and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I have to mention Sirens because I love that show and I wish it hadn't gotten canceled. A uh, little-known comedy that uh, didn't get the love it deserves. Uh, Liana Liberato from If I Stay or Trust. Devin Nakoda from Sneakerella and Utopia Falls. Tony Revolori from Dope. Uh, he also plays Flash Thompson in Spider-Man, uh, in the Spider-Man franchise, the new one. Uh, Samara Weaving, had to mention her from Ready or Not, and Nine Perfect Strangers. Directed by... Matt 
Edinelli Open and Tyler Gillett. Uh, they did the previous screen from last year, and they're a writing team. Most of the stuff they do is together. They also work together on Ready or Not, hence the Samara Weaving Ties. Uh, this movie was written by James Vanderbilt. He uh, also wrote the previous one entry. He also wrote the murder mystery movie with uh, Adam Sandler and um, Jennifer Aniston from Netflix a couple years ago. I think there's a sequel coming out soon if it's not already out. And he also wrote Zodiac, which is just a weird combination of <laughs> films. Dude, Zodiac's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's Zodiac. long as hell. It's a, it's a long watch, but it's so good. <laughs> Zodiac is one of those movies that like it's kind of a, almost a litmus test for what type of movie watcher a person is. Um, and then Guy Busick also wrote, co-wrote Scream and Ready or Not. This movie is based on characters by Kevin Williamson. I got to give him credit as well. We could get straight into it, but my my first question before we start getting into like the fun facts here, uh, did you have any expectations coming into this movie? What were your expectations? Man, that's really tough to say. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I pointed this out to my buddy, um, was he listens to the pod, so shout out to was. But um, I realize that for like gen z this is their this is their franchise like for a lot of us you think like uh maybe halloween even though it's way before us but gen z rides so hard for scream and as soon as the movie was over today he texts me he's like no you were totally right it's not everything on on uh tiktok and like twitter it's all how much everyone loves scream so it's cool to see gen z ride for it. it's already made almost 70 mil um which is amazing and uh, that's that's what I'll put my expectation on. I wasn't expecting that because like Halloween didn't do those types of numbers, but it's so cool to see horror like continue to just kill it in the, in the box office. Yeah. And I think that um, I caught myself, I realized it on the listen back when I was talking about bodies, bodies, bodies on the, uh, the awards podcast, I I said millennial talk, but it was Gen Z talk. That was annoying me. If it was millennial Mm -hmm. talk, I would have been right there with it because that's me. (laughs) But Gen Z of it all was killing me in bodies, bodies, bodies until it gets to its conclusion in such a perfect way, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, I think Gen Z probably is latching onto this because it's it's self-aware in a way that they want everybody to be self-aware. Right. Right. The thing with Scream, and I mean, I don't know if this is the time to get into it, but it's it's obviously meta in the sense that, like, I would argue it's the the influence for meta and almost in a bad way. I kind of this isn't a great comparison, but I kind of compare it to like Chief Keef. Chief Keef is one of the most influential artists of the last decade, and he's amazing. I love Chief Keef. I love the early stuff. But did we need a ton more of it from a lot of other people? Probably not. And that's what we got with a lot of meta horror that didn't really land. But when it does land, like Scream or like Cabin in the Woods, it's amazing. Um, and yeah, I think that is why Gen Z rocks with it. I think they like the, the self-referential. I think they like the self-awareness. Um, I, I think that is a big part of why they like it so much. And of course, Jenna Ortega doesn't hurt. Uh, Absolutely. Not other queen right now. Dude, you mentioned uh, we're gonna add the ensemble. I'm ready. They're my they're my lead vote for, for now. I, I love this cast. I thought they all killed it. I love um, Melissa Barea. She is every like once a year, once every two years, I get a new like that is my crush, and she is she's my crush. I would die for that woman. Love her. Shout out to Jenna Ortega. 
Jasmine Savoy Brown's amazing. Like, I, I love this cast. They Obviously, did. and then you got like Courtney Cox and Hayden Pinatera. Like, yeah, love this cast. They definitely gave uh, Melissa a lot of uh, eye candy scenes. I'm not not going to lie, because uh, I don't remember it being like that in the first one. I don't either. I remember being like, yo, I like I didn't even think of her really as like the main character, but yeah, like she, she is. Cool, and I didn't I wasn't feeling her like that. Right. I definitely don't remember being in love with her. And like 10 seconds into this movie, I was like, I love this woman. Hell yeah. It wasn't because uh, what's his name? Josh Sagara was like somebody you thought, you know, he kind of looks like me a little bit. Like I could see us look, look, working together like that. Like, is that, is that what happened? That may be. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into these fun facts, man. Um, and these are non-spoilers. So if you're listening for the non-spoiler stuff, let's, let's just won't kill it for you. Uh, so the first thing is Nev Campbell is not in this movie. Um, and she did not come back due to a contract dispute. Very common thing. It's unfortunate, but it happens in this business. It does. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the coin, Courtney Cox joked that she would have come back for free and she was the first person to sign up to come back. That makes me happy, which I mean, I, I guess Courtney Cox probably don't have a ton going on right now, but I love how much the people that have been a part of this love just being a part of it. Like that's that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, for Hayden Panettiere, uh, this was her first role in five years. Man, uh, a fun fact about Hayden Panettiere. So um, if you all know me at all you know that I don't love white women. Uh, and here's why. She was the last white woman I, the last white woman I was just in love with. And no offense, she's she's an amazing, I'm sure she's a great person, but I, I remember looking at my buddy and being like, see, this is why dude, this is why you don't love white women, man. What is happening with Hayden Minutera? <laughs> Shout out to Hayden Minutera, though. <laughs> you can't say that. It's a shout out to it's not how it works. It's, not how it it's, it's it's like when Jesus and Meryl used to say allegedly after everything. Like as long as you like show some respect at the end, you're good. Bless her heart. All right. Um, yes. I can't even say what I was gonna say next. Now, if she likes whatever's going on right now, I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not gonna make the comment I was gonna make, and I'm not. I'll gonna, stop. I'll stop being problematic. I'm not gonna say the other thing. <laughs> gonna say because the, the, the juxtaposition is just bad so i'm just gonna leave that um they did mention that they were trying to find her for the last movie but they literally could not find her like they couldn't get in touch with her shorty was just off the map she just could not be found i think something i feel like something might have happened in her personal life oh gotcha I gotcha gotcha into it but i think that might be why she was off the grid for a while well, now I'm an even bigger jackass. Than I, I, was mean, I wasn't going to say it, but you kind of forced my hand. That's my fault. <laughs> forced my hand. Um, let me see. This is uh, at this point now with no Dewey, no Nev Campbell. Uh, this Courtney Cox and Roger Jackson, the voice, are the only two that have been in every single movie. Yeah, and I think they're definitely in a in a way that I'd almost applaud for the most part. Uh, obviously we'll, we'll get into some of it later but for the most part i like how they're transitioning to like no this is a completely new era of this franchise we're not gonna like there's so much nostalgia we don't have to hit you over the head with the same characters over and over again we can keep doing that while moving in a new direction this is a new era and i, I think that's pretty cool yeah i think that uh well we'll talk about it when we get into the the spoiler section actually i'm gonna save a piece of that but um yeah i think that this franchise somehow has managed to establish because that was one of the things i said about the first the last entry is that it was cool 
did it do enough to establish the, this young group as our, you know, our people going forward? I thought it did. Um, I, especially the twins. I love the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one for sure. Like if that was this one solidifies it, I think this one really, really, really does that. Yeah. And that's what I was going back to what you were mentioning about Melissa Barrera. Like they were even Jenna Ortega, in my opinion, they were cool. They were, they were good, but I didn't know if they did enough to like carry the franchise forward. But, right. Are you on a level of Sydney Prescott, who's one of the final right. girls of all time? Right. And yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was enough, but then I don't know if it was just the Jenna Ortega wave that took over the country or what have you. But uh, between that and then the what everybody got to do in this movie, they're for sure established at this point. Like, I don't think they need Courtney Cox even. At this point. I don't I don't know if they got wild lucky casting Jenna Ortega when they did or if that was just amazing casting. But yeah, she going into that movie. I don't know how much stuff we had had her in. And now by the time the second one drops, she is one of the scream queens of the generation. Yeah, obviously part in part because of scream. But like, yeah, I can't tell if that was just really lucky timing or if they nailed it or what. But that was mm-hmm. one of the best casting calls of like the last decade, I feel like. I think she had been in you already at that point. She had been in you and she had been in uh the I, I don't even count the Disney show that she was in, although yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I originally knew her from. It's and the girl who played one of her sisters was actually in 65 with uh Adam Driver yesterday. Um so it's cool to see them grow up and and start to take see which type of roles they start taking on as they get older. Oh, the sequel to The Babysitter is the other thing that she had been in. The Babysitter, Killer Queen, which also has Samara Weaving. Uh, those are kind of a little fun horror franchise. They're not big. They were on Netflix. I think Netflix originals. But yeah, she'd been in that and she had been in um, You. So she was kind of established in herself within the horror genre. Like we definitely, if you're a horror nerd, you knew her when you saw Scream, but it definitely wasn't what it is now. I'm trying to think. I did a review recently that had someone... Yes, it was the writer of the Babysitter Killer Queen was also a writer on Cocaine Bear. Dude, I still have to see Cocaine Bear. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I'll let you enjoy it. Um, all right, where, where were we? We were in the fun facts, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. You tell me, and then I'll decide if I need to edit or not. Okay. This is the first film. Well, no, this shouldn't be. First film without Dewey. Oh, yeah. We if you've seen five, you know that. Yeah. And I don't think. Well, he is. There is. He's technically. Yes, technically. I mean, you couldn't even say cameo. Just a reference. Reference images. Yeah. Like, it's not like they forgot about these people. Yeah, they do a good job of that for sure. And they I feel like they were referenced in natural ways. So that that part of it was cool. Uh, In this movie, there are five hundred thousand easter eggs yeah that's what they set out to do when they make the movie that's all they're doing many of them were in the subway scene uh which i was i think is in the trailer if i'm not mistaken yeah i think the first trailer they dropped was just the subway scene that or uh there's another scene later we'll talk about it but yeah one of the trailers i don't remember which but one of them was just that okay so subway scene a lot of people in costumes a lot of familiar costumes, but then some are kind of more subtle or you wouldn't think about. One of the su- uh, costumes on the subway is a Mojo Jojo costume. From No Pir- way. I missed I did it. Not, I did not see Mojo Jojo. Damn. I feel like that should stand out, but I completely missed it. Fun fact, Roger Jackson, who plays the voice on screen, is also the voice of Mojo Jojo. 
No way. I, Dude, that, that, that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, there was also someone is dressed as Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not. That's dope. Which I also missed. Uh, there was another person dressed as Kiki Palmer's character in Nope. How did I miss all of these? I, I didn't catch any of these. Because um, you know how much I love Kiki Palmer's character from Nope. Like I was in love with that character. <laughs> that She killed it. Let's see. There was a Babadook costume that I missed. My God. Um, someone else dressed up as... I didn't even realize. Samara Weaving from The Ring. They dressed up as her character from The Ring. Samara Weaving was in The Ring? I'm looking right now because she was she the girl that climbed out of the TV. Like, are you sure they're not referencing the main girl from the ring? Her character's name. Is that what we're talking about? I'm about to look this up right because her name was Samara. They like said the Samara. main girl who climbs out the TV. Her name is. Oh, Samara. Okay. I so that's probably what that's saying. I read it wrong. It said Samara from the ring. Yeah. But I still didn't see the costume. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. She was not acting in 2002. I was like, was she a little girl? back then? <laughs> right. <laughs> long time ago all right i read it wrong i just saw samara and said samara weaving all mm-hmm. right let's see uh we already said grace from ready or not i did see pennywise yeah and not only pennywise but you see um i think is bill the name of the character the little kid he's in the yellow raincoat and he's got he's holding a red balloon you see that yes. um as well the twins from the shining saw them yeah uh the wolf mask from creep no way. Dude, Creep is one of my favorite movies ever made. I didn't see that. Damn it. I missed it too. Um, someone dressed as Sherry from Stab Six. That's dope. And someone dressed as Julia Fox, which I, I don't know how I missed that. I'm good on missing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know what they did to make it clear it was Julia Fox. Right, how do we know this is if a Julia you know Fox gossip? I, mean, you know I, I, mean. I think you could do that fairly, fairly obviously. But. You know what I mean um the easter egg that was not they almost included a poster of x in tara's bedroom dude so um they changed i don't know if this is a boiler on a snl last night they did include that in one of the scenes uh okay. so that's cool but yeah i, w- I would have loved to see that in the movie that would have been dope um uh, but they, they decided against that at the last second for whatever reason uh let's see they did use a sound effect from x I uh, mentioned to the, this to you off cam, but they they used a sound effect from X. Almost gave away a scene. Like, <laughs> I do love that. Uh, you were talking about the directors earlier. Obviously, Ty West worked with them on the movie VHS. And Ty right. West is one of those dudes going way back to the beginning of his career. Him and a group of people, Adam Wingard. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, even Lena Dunham, they all came up together, so they would all do stuff together in their other movies. And Ty West apparently seems to still be doing that as he gets bigger. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've, you know how much I love Ty West. So I was seeing the X stuff. I was like, maybe they were just doing it because of Jenna, but apparently they did have the relationship with Ty West as well. Uh, this is also the longest movie in the Scream franchise at this point by two whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's get to the synopsis. Uh, in the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Now, I asked you for your expectations earlier. Uh, you know I try to avoid them, but since this movie is part of a franchise, it's impossible to completely avoid them. So I personally, I was concerned. 
Uh, I thought they did a good job in the last one, but like I said, I wasn't sure if the the characters did enough to establish themselves to carry the franchise forward. Uh, I saw that they were bringing back uh, Hayden's character, and I was wondering how that was going to work. I was wondering how they were going to fill the void of Dewey mm-hmm. from the the previous films, and you know, I I just had a lot of questions coming in. And overall, I can say that I definitely enjoyed this movie. Uh, Definitely was fun. Definitely still gives you that feeling that screen movies give you, which is the goal. Uh, Yeah. You want to be able to hit those same beats and come out with a mystery uh, that I personally will say I did not figure it out early. I did not either. Every guest that I had, like, was either undercut or it was like, all right, well, that's not possible because, you know, whatever. Um, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I almost feel silly for any of the doubts I had because in hindsight, like I think all the doubts or all the questions were definitely warranted. But after seeing the movie and seeing how well every, I just like, oh, I should like I should have gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like they killed this. Yeah, they they definitely did their thing. So if you have not seen the movie yet, this is probably the point in the the podcast where you should stop listening. Uh, now give. You I do want to ask real quick, and you okay. may we're going to give your answer. I apologize for anyone that's that's got to go now. Um, is this something that you would recommend to people who were on the fence about it or hadn't necessarily like, obviously if you know, you're going to go see it, you don't need to be convinced, but for anyone that's like, eh, maybe, or I don't know, would you recommend it? I would. Um, I would say if you're a person that doesn't like gory movies, like whether you're, if you're a fan of screen movies, easy go. Um, but if you don't like gore at all, like if you don't can't deal with blood, don't probably not, <laughs> probably not for you. Uh, but if you like horror, you like horror comedies, definitely uh, easy call. Easy call. Yeah, the only problem is it's so referential that like you might would have to go watch five other movies just to watch this one. Maybe you could enjoy it as its own thing. I'm not sure. I hadn't tried to watch it through that lens, but I want to. I want to be able to recommend it to everybody. But I don't know. Yeah, that actually is a good point, and I can't speak. Well, I, I, I could try to put myself in the. I would have had to go into the movie thinking about that, actually. Now that I think yeah, see, in hindsight, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I would have went into it with that view, I would have an answer probably, but obviously I didn't, so. I, f- I feel like they do a good enough job explaining what they're referencing at some point or another, usually. Um, even with flashbacks and stuff like that, I think they... It's kind of... That's true. Like, it does, it does kind of keep you up to date, and they'll even... I feel like in a way that's not unearned necessarily, they'll almost flat out just say like, oh, yep, that happened in the third one or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Did you see. um, Did you did you watch Black Mirror? Yes, I love Black Mirror. The episode, I've seen every episode of Black Mirror probably 100 times. <laughs> the episode Black Museum is kind of. Yes. Its own thing, but also has the Easter eggs from past episodes. I think Black Museum is the perfect example of something you can watch on its own and fully enjoy it. But if you had watched every episode beforehand, like every person I've ever talked to, um, Black Mirror is such a divisive show that like, if you ask, I do this on Twitter once every few months, like name your top five, your top three Black Mirror episodes. And I get a completely different list every time. San Junipero usually up there. Um, There's another one that's usually up there. What is it? Uh, Anyway, but Black Museum is always 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 on the list yeah i uh I, when i was writing hey, the dj for... is the other one i was thinking of yeah hmm. okay the two ha- the only two happy episodes in the whole show i think i think um 
I did a like a top five most underrated episodes list when I was writing for next Netflix Life, and uh, it was controversial apparently. Um, but After I was trying the to find episode. Them. I would like to hear. I'd like to hear this list. We don't have to do it now, but I'd like to hear the list at some time. <laughs> I'll try to see if I can find it. I'll try to see if I can find it. Uh, but again, for those of you who are uh, not trying to hear spoilers, you still have some time to to exit the podcast at this point. Hello, have you seen listeners? If you are a movie fan, which I would imagine you are if you're listening to this podcast, and your local theater is a Cinemark, let me tell you about Cinemark Rewards. Cinemark has two different levels of Cinemark Rewards. The first being the Cinemark Movie Fan, which is a free level. You sign up for Cinemark Movie Fan, you'll earn one point for every dollar you spend at the Cinemark Theaters. You can redeem those points for tickets and other rewards. You'll receive member access to screenings and advanced tickets. You'll get an extra discount on Tuesday and other exclusive member offers. Now, if you're a bigger movie fan and you're willing to put some cash up, the Cinemark Movie Club is $9.99 per month. You'll get all of the above. Plus, you'll get one free ticket every month. Again, if you're going to the movies at least once a month, this is already paying for itself. One free ticket every month, 20% off all concessions, and if you upgrade to platinum, it'll be 25%. You get to platinum status by attending movies, by the way, but that's neither here nor there right now. You're just signing up. You won't be eligible right away, but eventually you could get up to platinum status and get 25% off. You also have online fees waived, and that doesn't just apply to tickets. You can order your concessions online as well and pick them up once you go to the theater. Any unused ticket credits roll over to the next month. That means if you you don't use your one ticket that month, it rolls over to the next month, so on and so forth. So if you're worried, ah, what if I miss a month, then it's not paying for itself, Mike. Well, if you miss a month, it rolls over. You can watch two the next month if you like. Now, you'll also get member pricing for additional tickets you buy, and that is important. For more information, you can hit the link in the show notes. Uh, that'll give you the more details, and you can sign up today. Now, if you're a movie fan, you know, what do, the, what do people say a date is dinner in a movie, right? Well, restaurant.com has you covered on the dinner side. Now, right now, they're offering different levels of packages. So you could spend $10 and get a $25 gift certificate to a restaurant near you. That's right. Spend $10 and get a $25 gift certificate. I know that doesn't sound right, right? Well, let me break it down for you. If you go to restaurant.com or click the link, I should say, in the show notes to go to the restaurant.com page. When you get to their page, you put in your zip code or if you're traveling, put in the zip code of the location that you're visiting. A list of restaurants in or near that zip code will show up. You pick the restaurant you're interested in, and a list of options will come up for that restaurant. So it may not be the 10 for 25, maybe it's a 5 for 15. 
uh, offer, but regardless, you're going to get money off on your meal. Uh, most restaurants will have a minimum purchase amount for your meal to apply, but that's why I asked if you like to eat here. For example, there's a barbecue spot near me that this deal works for. I can get the $25 certificate for $10, and the total purchase at the restaurant has to be $50. All in all, I'm paying $35 for a $50 meal, and that sounds good to me. But there is more. If you're flying solo and you don't think that you can, can buy $50 worth of food, there are lower options. There's one that says pay $6 for $15 off or $4 for $10 off. It all just depends on the restaurants. So again, if this sounds interesting, just hit the restaurant.com link in the show notes for more information. Again, you'll go there, put in your zip code and check out the restaurants near you where these discounts apply. And for your boy Bibbs purposes, it is important that you go to the link in the show notes or the link at bibbscorner.com on the support the show tab. What y'all don't know or what y'all won't have realized is that we just did an entire episode within an episode. And you'll see that episode come out after this episode. That's uh, some Scream 6 stuff, man. We're, we're, we're bought all the <laughs> way in. Um, but here we are. So we're back. We're talking about Scream 6. I'm trying to mentally get back in the zone of Scream 6. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about the cold open, man. The cold opens in the Scream franchise are a staple, I think. Um, it's always something people try to predict. People try to like, and I will say, since we're in the spoiler section, as soon as I saw Samara Weaving in the, I was like, okay, that's where, that's why she showed up for this. She is the Drew Barrymore. And I think we all knew that going in, so it doesn't work the same way, but I think we still appreciate it because again, at the same, I mean, obviously everyone knows this, but let me say it anyway. If you don't know the original scream, Drew Barrymore is cast or like portrayed as she is the final girl. They kill her in the opening in the cold open. And uh, yeah, I think we all knew that's what was going to happen with Samara Weaving, but I we, I think we were all still so glad to have her. And like, I think once you see her there, you're like, all right, let's do it. Let's let's laugh her be the, the Drew Barrymore. And I think it's awesome on her part. You've already kind of established yourself as a Scream Queen. You put yourself, now you're part of Scream lore forever. You've, you've joined one of the biggest franchises ever without having to do a ton. I think that's a great call on both their part and her part. Great casting for sure. Um, she got... It wasn't a wasted role at all, in my opinion. Um, it did tie into the rest of the story as well. And I liked her character. I thought she was cool and she was killing it in that dress. I'm not going to lie. Now, I did say this in the intro. Or, uh, I, I took notes as I was watching the movie. They're not great notes. They're Tyler ADHD notes. But I did write, uh, <laughs> it feels like one of the weaker cold opens of the series. I thought I loved her part. I just wasn't because you also, I guess we're in the spoiler section. Can yeah. I, I can... Um, it's kind of a two-part cold open. We get her, and then they, huh? You didn't like the the, the two-part. I don't. I don't just like the two-part. They've done that a, a handful of times. There, I think Scream Four maybe it's like over and over and over again. But um, I just didn't love like I, who are these two dudes? What does this have to do with anything? I don't care. Obviously, it does set up bigger part of the the movie, but I just didn't love it in the moment. Okay, no, I can definitely get on board with that. It was a fake out. <clears throat> but for me, it actually elevated it because I wasn't, I was like, why are they showing us the killers this early? Yeah, 
Yeah, and you can make the argument it's more effective because you know Samara Weaving, you know that's going to happen. Oh, now we're with the killers. What's happening now? Has the movie started or is this still the cold open? And like, I thought that scene was good where he's walking around the house and he's like, man, I know it's you. Please get off the phone. You're creeping me out. And uh, yeah, I thought the the hotter, colder, like that, that was pretty good. Yeah, so I think the way it works for me is that it's slightly different. It gives you something new and it's right off the bat. It puts you in the mind frame of trying to figure out what they're about, what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, doesn't waste a bunch of time establishing characters, jump straight into Samara weaving in the bad date and she, making the stupid decisions. Gosh, she made me mad walking down that alley. I don't do this in horror movies a ton, especially if I'm in a theater. Although my buddy was, we have, we have, mastered the art of talking to each other the whole movie without missing anything or disturbing anyone else but i literally looked at i was like do not what are you doing do not go down the alley you're smarter than this you've been in a ton of horror movies we know we're in a horror movie you know you're in a horror movie the person telling you on the phone knows like so what are we doing literally she's a professor who teaches about horror movies like yes and she even had a moment she thinks she's right by the killer and then something happens off in the distance i'm like run this is your chance to now run you, this she is where you stands do. there and laughs go to the people but she just yes, turned run <laughs> and then the dude the dude wasn't even that athletic like she probably could have outran him like come on man that is my favorite part about every ghost face ever like you can trip ghost face you can make him stumble and fall on his face and i, I like that i think that's uh definitely a fun thing that i i'm me and my friend are working on a horror movie uh screw hell yes and that's definitely an element that i want to have is the the realistic yes like someone you might you might could get away from you might could take yeah. down yeah the realistic like fight fight back like because people fight back man people don't just sit right. there and get cut up for fun like and i think whether they make it or not obviously <laughs> i don't know what your movie is but whether they make it or not if there is a chance like that makes it way more effective regardless I'll tell you, it's a cabin in the woods type movie. One of my favorite movies ever. And not the cab, not that type of movie, but a movie where people oh, are my in, fault. Yeah. in the woods. Gotcha. Um, I can't say too much, but I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you about it off cam. I'll tell you about it off cam. Uh, the details, but uh, we we got pretty deep through it. We just need to go back and do some touches. Uh, but it'll be dope to see it get made. I'm hyped for that. I didn't know that was a thing, but now it's like my new favorite thing. I've got a couple that I've like started and never finished, but the one with him, we definitely got to knock that out at some point. That's awesome. I'm actually going to see him at the end of the month. He lives in Charlotte. So um, he has two twin girls, toddlers. So we kind of had to put some things on hold. Gotcha. (laughs) But uh, anyway, before we get on another 30 minute tangent, we should probably get, get back on track. Yep. But uh, as far as cold opens go, I thought that uh, it that part of it had some goofy elements, but I did like the two-part element because first I'm like, why are they showing us the killers? Like, why is he taking off his mask? Like, why mm-hmm. are we seeing them? All right, maybe this is the angle they're going with. Like, this is the first time we know who the killer is from the beginning. I had the exact same thought. I was like, maybe that's the twist. Maybe it's more straightforward than it's ever been before. I had the same thought. Yeah, so then, like, we see him interact with Jenna Ortega, uh-huh. knowing that he wants to kill her. Like, I was like, all right, this could be really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm flowing with it. And then you get to the apartment, and his roommate's chopped up. And I was like, well, shit, <laughs> there goes that. Um, any other thoughts about the cold open? 
No, nah, I, I, in hindsight, now that I've seen the movie, I do understand. Uh, I don't know. I'll save this opinion for later because it has something to do with the final act. So I'll, I'll. It was, it was good. I like the Samara Weaving part, and I even like it being a two-parter. I just didn't love the second part necessarily. Okay. Okay. And you want to save? We'll we'll get into it later then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did not do a beat by beat for this one, so I made notes of different things I wanted to talk about. Uh, movie kicks have, off. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. Well, you're you're going there. I was gonna say the first thing they do because I did have a comment on this. Obviously, uh, Jenna Ortega's character Tara, she ends up going to like this frat party, right. and uh, the second you see the frat party, one my buddy looks at me and goes, "You know, every movie ever, the college parties are incredible. I've never been to it. Like, no, no college parties are never this good. But the second part, you see this huge party. They're listening to E40s blow the whistle." What Gen Z kids are listening to Blow the Whistle? I mean, shout out to E40, but like who's listening to Blow the No or not E40, uh too short, my fault. But yeah, yeah who's listening to Blow the Whistle as a Gen Z kid? I'm glad I thought it was just me. I was like, maybe I'm an old head, maybe I don't maybe the kids are really like this, but it in didn't, all fairness, you cool. and I were the kind of people like we would have wanted to listen to that when we were in like we would have right. wanted to listen to older stuff, but I just have a hard time believing they do. They're, also, they're I'm so sorry everybody. for uh saying well, the whistle is by E40 and not too short. That's my fault. Older stuff for them is stuff that we were listening to in college. Like this, right. that's just, I, I don't know. Man. Like I said, I was like, really? These kids would be listening to that? I had the thought too. So it's funny yeah. you mentioned it. Uh, but while we're at the frat party, this is where we're reintroduced to most of our cast. And Jenna Ortega is trying to get her cheeks clapped. Um, she is very openly. And I, I, I'm not sure how I'm still not. I'm still seeing her as the little girl. Even after X, I, I can't I can't go there. So the fact that everybody was super defensive of her in that scene worked for me personally. Yes, I, I'm the same way. One, I just like like you said, Jenna Ortega will always be like very young and like I don't need this scene. And then they start defending her. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Also, it's funny a character named Chad stops her from the ultimate frat guy. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Which they make reference to him. They do. Literally being named Chad. So that was great. Um, <clears throat> the other side of the coin, the, the sister, was it Sam? Yes, Samantha. She, uh, she's at her therapist. And apparently she's been going to a lot of therapists. And she's not opening up to this therapist. But then she opens up too much yes. to this therapist. Apparently, Shorty has had such a hard life that every therapist she's ever had, she is scared off. This man's like, I do not want anything to do with this anymore. Please leave me alone. It was the way that she described killing them that kind of felt like a lot. She both, I think, was fully right for like expressing herself. And even what she's saying, not that I don't want to say out of pocket, but at the same time, it's very out of pocket. You know, I stabbed him 22 times and slid his like you didn't have to give him the details. <laughs> now, granted, it was in self-defense. We understand. But like, you have to say all that. 22 that's something also if your father is this notorious mass killer maybe don't put yourself in this situation like you know this uh, i kissed a girl and i like it is one thing <laughs> i butchered someone and i liked it is completely different conversation like <laughs> that's the best comparison i've ever heard <laughs> she was like yeah i chopped him up chop suey and i uh, mean it kind of felt cool so in that scene actually i didn't make note of it in my phone but it also applies to a scene way later in the movie, but I'll go ahead and get it out of the way now. I don't know if you're a big family guy 
Guy, I'm a huge, I love Family Guy. I've seen every episode of Family Guy like a hundred times. Okay. But what it reminded me of is there's a scene where Stewie, they're all, um, I don't remember why, but they're they're on the run. They have to disguise themselves. They like moved to Texas, I think. But uh, Stewie is dressed up as a girl. And Brian asked him, he goes, Stewie, how, how are you holding up? And Stewie goes, I feel right, Brian. I feel right. And like that was that scene for me. She's just like it. It felt great. I'm not gonna lie. It felt like that's what I should have been doing this whole time. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and report this." Uh, <laughs> let's. I don't want to skip ahead. I don't want to skip ahead. Um. So that's how we're introduced back to our characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Sister comes to get her from the party. So now we've got the situation where Sam is being way too protective of Tara. Allegedly, uh, we also then established that Chad might have feelings for Tara. Uh huh. She also ta- she also tases a man in the balls. Let's not. Oh, she did tase the man in the balls. She did tell him she was going to do it. She told him he, she was going to do it, and then did it mm-hmm. again. She uh, she might overdo it sometimes, but she she enjoys hurting people as well. Mm-hmm. Established here, she um, does. I will say, I think I said at the top of the show, but we're getting pretty close to about the point. Not quite yet, but we're getting close to the point where I look at my buddy. I'm like, I am in love with this woman. I will die for this woman. Samantha from uh, Scream. This is my new my new crush. Try not to add any more to my ledger, but she definitely uh, presented herself as a strong candidate. Yes. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Melissa Barrera. Barrera, however you say her name. Yes. Barrera with the with the second. If she ever wants to change it to Lennon, I'll know exactly how to say it. That'd be dope. Uh, but I do have a type, so I can't be I can't be talking like that. Uh, See, I do too, and she's almost fits it, but not quite. But I'm not gonna get too into that. Yeah, we'll keep it moving. I think we're in the same, but I think we're in the same same realm. I think so. <laughs> anyway, um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't focus. Okay, speaking of uh, Melissa Barrera's character, Sam, and love interests, uh, we are introduced to the idea that she may have a love interest. Uh-huh. At and, first it looked like the creepiest thing that had ever happened. I yeah. mean my buddy looked at each other like, what in the creepy like she's staring at this man through a window and he stares back and I'm just like in hindsight, you should have known there was a connection there, but I was just like, What in the hell are we watching? I feel like I've watched a lot of movies and shows recently where people are staring through windows at their neighbors. And I'm like, This is normal behavior when you live it, it, like we're going back to nineteen sixties peeping tom shit is what we're doing. <laughs> Like Watcher is a movie with Jesus. Watcher rule, dude. Shout out to Watcher. Thank Watcher you for putting me fire. onto that, by the way. Yeah, Watcher was fire. Um, <clears throat> what else was I? Oh, I was watching you the other day, where obviously he's staring through windows. Yeah. Season one, staring through the window guy. <laughs> season one, where he's standing on the street, staring through the window. It's like just broad daylight like it's nothing like what are we doing i can't tell if it's like it's new york so no one notices or no one cares or if it's just wild i don't know <laughs> have you seen the uh the meme with like Shaq hiding behind a tree yes like that's literally how <laughs> he looked in these scenes it's like he's just on the street watching his woman butt naked through a window it's like what <laughs> what are we doing man <laughs> why is he not in right. why exactly he should not be in the streets to begin with it's like, could she get a curtain? Like, even like a see-through curtain. She just had straight, big-ass window, just butt naked, doing everything. Like, I will say that's the thing out in the country because, like, we we have no one around. So, like, we don't. I mean, some people have curtains, but like, definitely know people who have big windows and no curtains. But like, you're in New York, ma. You might want to. People are walking or get naked somewhere else. Like, you don't have to get naked in the window. 
Oh. Exactly. I mean, anyway, we could. I, I I'm gonna do a U episode too for this, but I, we don't need to go on that tangent right now. Three episodes a day. Let's get it. <clears throat> um. <laughs> so so we have that scene. So we're, we're already being introduced to to potential. I, he was the first one that kind of struck me as a. Are they trying to set him up to be? The guy. I thought the same thing. Also, I love how New York his character is on multiple occasions. <laughs> all he says is, yo, I'm like what? What? Okay, cool. I mean, I was waiting for a year. Like, I was like, what? He is New York as hell. Okay. Uh, so that he was cool. Um, I can't say anything because that would have been my reaction to a horror movie too. I'd just be like, yo, dude, like, I don't, you know, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm judging too hard. Let's, let's jump ahead if you don't mind. <clears throat> so once they've established that there's a killer on the loose, they go to a park. They have the conversation. Yes. And that was actually the next note I had, too. I didn't have anything between those two. Things. Okay. I couldn't remember how close it was. This is both an iconic scene, but also what I wrote down was, and I'll read it just word for word. This is a level of meta that I'm that even I'm not comfortable with. They're talking to us about this being a sequel to a requel and telling us who and who not to suspect. If we've reached a level of meta that even I think is too much, it's too much. <laughs> it was a great scene, but even I was like, yo, we are we are doing a lot. So I love the scene, first of all. Shout out to Jasmine Savoy Brown. Yes, she kills it. I love Mindy's character. The way Randy was, she is that and so much better. Yeah, she she makes this character being like this extra believable. Yes, she's amazing. Um, like it it doesn't come off as jokey at all. Like she's talking to her girlfriend, like yeah, I can't trust you. New love. Yeah, even the girlfriend, she's like, just looks her in the eyes like, could be you. I don't know. New love interest. Can't trust you. Sorry. Um, so she like literally runs down, you know, everything, every possibility that you could have been thinking about up to this point. She even says, you know, the main characters are not safe. Um, That's my only problem with it being too meta. It's almost holding my hand too much. Like I'm walking you through this. I'm telling you what you should be thinking right now. We know we're in a horror movie. You know you're watching a horror movie. If I were the one watching the horror movie, what I would be thinking, like, that's a lot. I love it, but that's a lot. The reason I'm going to say it worked for me is because you may have come in with the idea that they're safe. Fair. And so the movie comes straight out and says, no, they're not. So then it becomes you spend time. And sometimes this can work against you. I will say this. This can work against you. It becomes which one of them is going to die. So like uh -huh. every single time one of them is in a situation is like, all right, it's going to be him or it's going to be her. And oh, I even started picking people. I'm like, who can I live without? Like, who can I not lose? And who can I live without? And you're almost like rooting for them in a way you wouldn't have been beforehand. Because like you said, she did tell us like, hey, we we very well might die. Like, who knows? Be ready say, for it. They even said legacy characters, not safe. Uh -huh. So now you've got Hayden Panettiere's character and Courtney Cox is like, we, we already know they killed Dewey last time. Right. Anybody, they, the, it, it's over exposition. But it, it, it over overly sets your expectations, but it lets you know, do not think anybody is safe. And I will say if it works, it's because of how well Jasmine Savoy Brown played it. I think her character is amazing. And like you said, she she killed that scene. I, I'm trying to think like if anybody else could have pulled it off. And I think you you might be right. Yeah, she killed it. I think she she did the job. Um I like even Jenna Ortega, not her character is not the one to do that. But like, I don't think she could have done that scene as well as 
Uh, and maybe it's just her character. I don't know. But like, I think she did that on a level that I don't know that very many people could have pulled off. Yeah, no, I, I, I personally agree. Um, who are the characters we have not talked about yet? Jenna Ortega and uh, Sam and Tara have a roommate. Yes. Who is the, as they say, stereotypical slut. And or as she says, sex positive. Which she corrects to sex positive, but also says thank you. See, and I also think that's very much like a... a I think that's why Gen Z loves this movie. Like, it's so self-referential, and it's even like, hey, we're at a new time. That's right. what this is now, you know? And that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she was introduced, and then um, was the guy... Yes, the guy's already there, and he even asked, uh, like, why would I be suspected? Also, that man is great value, Evan Peters, and you cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> um, he Is he the roommate of... The, the he's dude? Chad's roommate. Yeah, so he's Chad's roommate. So we got two new roommates. Obviously, they're going to be suspects. Mm -hmm. um, I think, for me, I, I knew the girl was dead, like, almost immediately. I, was definitely, I also guessed that she would die. Um, I was definitely suspect of Chad's roommate. The scene where she dies, uh, obviously her, her dad, one, the dad was already involved. We've already involved her dad as a police officer. And uh, I thought this was the most realistic a horror movie's ever been in the sense that he flat out tells Samantha and Terry's like, y'all can't leave. You are very much a prime suspect of, of these murders that have been happening. Um, and that was the first time, like a lot of horror movies don't do that part well. You're constantly asking yourself like, well, now what? How are you going to, like now that you've, you know, but that, I thought that was realistic because, like, yeah, they would very much be prime suspects. Yeah. Um, so he he's a cop. He's established as an important character. Um, okay, who had died? Why? Oh, they found the they found her driver's license at the scene of at the scene of the cold open murder. Yes. That's why they were suspected to begin with. Yes. So they did find her driver's license at the scene because the original plan was for those two guys to kill them. Yes. We also skipped the bodega scene. I thought the bodega scene was pretty good, but uh Oh shit. I knew it was something. Yeah. Bodega scene. So Ghostface does start chasing them. They were on their way to the police office, I think, to kind of give their, you know, story, their alibis, which they did have alibis, obviously. And then on the way to the police office, uh Ghostface tries to kill them. They run into the bodega. The bodega owner has a shotgun. He is ready to go to work, but unfortunately I think it's taken out. Uh, the whole time I'm I'm yelling, why are you not pushing the aisles onto him? And then finally, at the very end, she does. And that's how they get away. But that was a good scene. Uh, scene was good because you, he walks into a busy store. He killed two people, right? Uh huh. The one guy stood up to him first, got sliced and diced, uh, got the gun from the bodega owner, shot him. And I think they said that there was a rule that Ghostface would never use guns. I think it was in the first movie. I literally looked at where it was and I was like, has he ever had a gun? He said, nope. Said That's the first gun. I think in that movie, they established they would only use guns if they had been unmasked and needed to get rid of a witness. So we're breaking rules. So they broke the they broke a rule, but it kind of made sense at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And I also loved it because, again, we're in New York. We're trying to establish we're in a new place. We're in New York. That's a very New York scene. You go into the bodega. The bodega owner is ready to go. Uh, it, yeah, it's just a very New York scene. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> escapes. And then we get into we get into the fun stuff. 
Yes. It, at this point, Hayden's character, what's the name of the character? Jesus. Um, crap. Let me look that up real quick because I also don't remember. I had it and then I lost it. Her name is Kirby Reed. Kirby. There we go. So Kirby shows up all out of the blue. She's an FBI. She's an FBI now. Yes. But shout out to Kirby. How does she know to get there that quick? The world may never know. We'll never know. Um, no, nah, apparently she said she had been tracking their the kill the original guy's online activity or something like that. Blah blah. blah. Which makes sense. You were in number four. A lot of people <laughs> thought you died. I think so. Um, it makes sense that she'd be tracking that. Uh. So now we got a cop. FBI agent, ton of roommates. Uh, Courtney Cox pops up, gets punched in the face. Hell yeah, she does. Uh, how'd you From feel? From Jenna Ortega, I believe. Yes. Samantha uh, tries to punch her, misses, and Gail's like, dude, this is not my first time. Come on. And then Jenna Ortega gets her. Gets her with the, the right hook. She got her good. Uh, it's definitely a solid, solid punch. How do you feel? How do you feel about these returns with Hayden and, and Courtney Cox? Did um, earned? Did, did, did you get what you needed from them? I'll be 1000% honest with you. I know the plot. I know everything that happens, but I've, I've never actually seen Scream 4. So the Kirby character does not mean a ton to me the way it would others. Obviously, we're going to get Gail Weathers. And uh, I also like that we, we've done this in the past, but I think they really do a good job of being like, you're literally just profiting on all of this awfulness. And like, you want to like her character, but at the same time, like, no, she is doing nothing but profiting off of all of this awfulness, but it was cool to see her. Yeah, it was like she had a redemption arc, and then she kind of blew it back again. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I did watch Scream 4. I don't remember anything about it. Um, <laughs> so it was, again, it's nice to bring back people from the franchise, but I, I don't know. I felt like uh, I, I, I can't say I love the the performance it felt overacted. At I agree. I one thousand percent agree with that. Like it felt like she was doing a parody of a CSI character or something. I one thousand percent agree with that. I'd make that argument for well, never mind. But yeah, I, I agree. Which is why I was kind of suspicious of her. I'm not gonna lie. That's fair. Um, and then the cop is like, "Hey, dude, well, pull up her background. Why is she here? Like, I don't trust this." Yeah, and then we find out she's not even in the FBI. She has been fired. She, which makes her way more suspicious. Like she, oh, she's an FBI agent. I got this. I'm, I'm good. And then immediately, the first second you look into her, you're like, oh, she's not in the FBI. So you have reasons to suspect a lot of people. Pretty much everybody, yeah. And we have such a big cast at this point. I mean, the movie's moving pretty quickly. And before you know it, we have this crazy long list of people in this movie. Um, I'm guessing, I know I did not figure out... <laughs> I, I they didn't want you to. They set it up so you could not figure out. Actually. Yes, one thousand percent. And if are we talking about the final act already? Or are we saving that? I'm ready for it. Honestly. Okay. Um. So go in. And, so I think I told you this on air, off air. I don't remember. I am not great at many things in life. If I have one thing I'm amazing at, it's knowing when to get up and go to the restroom and not miss anything. So I get up right before the subway scene, which this is is the beginning of the final act. I get back, and as I'm using the restaurant, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, right now I'm at it like a seven and a half out of ten. This is a very good movie. Finish strong with a strong final act, and this can get to eight, eight and a half, which for anyone that's never heard me talk about like, my scale and stuff, there's maybe a handful of movies a year that I give an eight or eight and a half. Like, that's top five movies of the year. 
Okay. And the final act just did not do it for me, only because, again, you have set this up in a way that, of course, I wasn't able to guess it. I don't know who these characters are. They don't mean anything to me. And it just felt like, uh, we know you're trying to guess it. Aha, we got you. Like, well, yeah, you got me. I, who, no one could have guessed that. I would say the franchise has done a good job in the in the past of making sure that they gave you yes a reason to suspect somebody earlier. I think with this one, they did try to tie it back to something that made sense, but you you had no chance. In this the one. only Easter eggs they give us to have guessed is they mentioned he he had another son or she had a brother, you know, that right. died. Right. That's the only little Easter egg. They mentioned it a couple times because after the daughter dies, he comes out crying. He's like, no, I don't have my daughter or my son. So there is, I guess, that was the hint we're given. But how would we have known that y'all were the family of Dennis Quaid's son in the last one? Like, I, I, I don't want to say it felt lazy because it's not lazy, but it just feels like undeserving, maybe is the word. I tried to see if there was any hint. I tried to remember, I should say, if there was any hint to him being from New York or having a dad who was a cop or anything like that in the first movie. But I feel like he didn't mention his family at all. I felt like he said he didn't have a family almost, if I'm not mistaken. I thought he said the same thing. Which I guess maybe ties in. Maybe I'm getting an Easter egg from Fi. I don't know. It, It, to me, didn't feel like deserving. And because of that, even though I love this movie... It's one of the most fun movies ever. I, I I couldn't give it that level of a grade. You know what I mean? I just don't think the final act was strong enough. All right. I'm going to check something. I do think while you're checking, I'll continue to rant. I do think the performance and the execution itself while we're watching the final act, even like, okay, we've gotten our reveal. Now we've got to fight our way out of this situation. They killed that part. I just didn't love the... The who done it of it all, and all this is is a meta who done it, and I, I didn't feel like the who done it was deserving, but I did think Jenna Ortega and Melissa Brea killed it on in that final act. Um, <clears throat> the Courtney Cox moment was that in the final act, or would you say it was second? Uh, I would say that's end of the second act. Um, you got to talk about it. I made a note about this, so we always mention how goofy Ghostface is, and like you can knock him down. She nails him across the head with a cast iron skillet. Have you ever picked up a cast iron skillet? Those things, like, that would ruin your day. Your day's over. You're not getting up and chasing someone. That's a wrap on the day. I was going to say, you could have bare minimum a concussion. Like, you're not just getting up and chasing somebody. Right. It didn't just ruin your day. You're going to have side effects from this for a minute. Like, Like the room will be spinning. You will be seeing birds twirling around in your face. No, I'm not getting up from that. I get caught if I, I get caught by the cops because I'm I'm not getting up from that. She she walloped him with the skillet and he just got back up. So uh, and out. we end up having more gun scenes. Or was she the only one with the gun? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. I yeah. also knew at that moment. You know, usually it's more than one person. Even though the whole movie they're like, oh, could it like the whole movie they're guessing one person. We know it's always going to be more than one. But it was in that moment that I looked at my buddy. I was like, it's for sure more than one. Because she's on the phone with him, and in the background, you see her, uh, Ghostface grabs her, he's a pretty big dude, her boyfriend, and he takes him down, but he's on the phone, and he's not huffing and puffing, like, you know this is two different people. Exactly, so, um, or at least two. What was I going to say? Shit. Yes, so in this scene, uh, Courtney Cox gets the call from Ghostface, this is the first time that they have spoken directly. 
Uh, he called oh, yeah. her before, but her phone was taken from her. Yeah, I forgot about that. And they they mentioned that. Yeah. So it's the first, so he's like a uh, long time, first time we talked together. But this is the first time that they've had a direct interaction, which felt like I for sure thought she was dying. Yeah, and I actually remember thinking like, even though her character kind of sucks at times, like, oh, don't kill her. I got accepted <laughs> that she was going to die, but I was like, man, you almost start rooting for it for a second. Yeah, well, once we've established that a main character is probably going to die or a returning character is probably going to die, and then she gets this long, drawn-out fight scene, I was like, she's for sure dying, and they're just giving her a good like, uh-huh. send-off. Um, the, I think after that, we go straight to the subway scene. Yeah, so this scene, after the, the boyfriend gets dispatched, like, did he even say anything? Yeah, he did. He said, like, a couple words. I think he said, Yo what and then they're like yeah sorry don't trust you you cannot come with um which i felt like was a good call at the time but in hindsight he definitely could have helped he would have been nice to have around my thing is they kept sending people away because they were suspicious of them i feel like you got to keep your enemies closer like yes 1000 percent. i want this entire group to never leave each other's side if you're the person i'm gonna see it and at least there's seven of us we can try to take you down i I think we never we never part ways we are attached at the opportunity to sneak up on me somewhere yeah we're not sending people away if anything we're bringing more people in yeah and i think that they um there's a earlier scene where they told somebody they couldn't leave because they wanted to keep an eye on them i think it was the boy the the roommate of yes uh, at one point they're like nope you're not allowed to leave anymore yeah and so, Chad told them I'm keeping an eye on you. I think Mindy did as well. So they were breaking their own rules. Uh, you mentioned the fact that they were assuming it was only one. And in the uh, the goofs section on IMDb, they mentioned that there was only one person once out of the first five movies. Yes, literally, there's only once ever been one person. And they even reference that when they're going through. the. They do. Hayden Benatera says shout out to him for being able to do all that by himself. Which made me feel like once they established that she wasn't in the FBI, I was like, maybe she's trying to match his ambition. But uh, I was wild skeptical of her for sure. Um, so we get the big reveal. So we got this big museum set up. It's got the the drawings of everybody from the Nev Campbell's images yep. like and likenesses in this uh, film. Hopefully she got paid for that. Um, True. um dewey's uh image and likeness is in this yeah and we have skeet ulrich which is um billy from the opening scene and he's even talking kind of to uh samantha at one point telling her like you know this is your chance you got to go now uh they're gonna try to kill you it's your turn take everyone down so like we even see skeet ulrich at one point or billy from the uh, season in the fifth one as well Uh how do you feel about that because they went heavy with the skeet ulrich in this one they are going heavy with that. I only like it because it does kind of further cement, like, even though we know Samantha's the final girl, man, it it could be her, maybe. I don't like, maybe she's got, or if nothing else, maybe we're going to get a reveal where she turns and she's like, I wasn't Ghostface, but damn it, I am now. Like, you know, I don't, yeah. it only cements that, but I don't care for that. I, I don't like Skeet Ski Orit to begin with. I don't love what we're doing with Samantha because I love Samantha. I, I don't know. I get it. I just don't love it. I do feel like they're setting her up to eventually be a serial killer. Um, I will be so mad if this ever happens. She bare minimum is on a Dexter trajectory. Um, Yeah. My buddy even uh, made the comment. He was like, she's Dexter. That's what's happening here. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're they're definitely setting her up to bare minimum be a Dexter. Like she has the moments where she zones out, enjoying the bloody murder. I make the argument she's a first she's first team all kill serial killers. She'll take out a serial killer. She <laughs> she can do it. Sam the uh, the serial killer slayer. Like mm-hmm. I, I watch that series. Um, I would as well. <laughs> I think we're watching that series now. Actually, there you go. Um, okay, big finale. <sighs> uh, real quick again, sorry to interrupt. I do want to say how much I love that museum scene because again, this is such a self self referential movie. It's such a meta movie, and sometimes we do too much. But to just throw it all in your face at one time, be like, "Here's nostalgia, enjoy." And like, I think they, I think they did that really well. That was cool. That was definitely really cool. Uh, we established earlier that Chad likes Tara. Uh-huh. They almost kissed. They didn't. No, they oh. Oh, early in the movie. Yeah, early, yeah, 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 yeah. Interrupted. And you know, there's the whole rule about anybody who has sex has to die. And so yep. And Chad it. is the nephew of Randy, who's who is the one who tells us this. So Chad should know. <laughs> Chad should Maybe Chad known. does know, and he's just like worth the risk, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gotta see it through my boy um, <laughs> gotta see it through <laughs> so he uh they get interrupted because i'm sure people were thinking it because they had just had this conversation i believe and um they get interrupted so people are like okay they're safe um then they get the kiss in the museum <clears throat> which jen ortega says you should have done that a long time ago i have to say my theater erupted in applause Okay, I ours didn't, but I looked at my buddy and he was like, I don't love it. And I was like, I do. I like I'm not a big like let's ship these characters, but I'm I'm here for those two. It's definitely I, I was I was definitely here for it. And uh apparently my entire theater it went it went bananas. Like that's I'm, awesome. Was yours like a packed house? It was more full than I realized, which uh-huh. I realized as soon as that started happening. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a couple like I was I sit in the back middle every movie. I, I see I'm the same way. Yep. Back middle. There was a couple to my left. They were laughing, but like the rest of the crowd was probably the the Zennials or whatever you call them. Uh They were the one. Yeah. All right. They were going crazy uh, in the theater. They they wanted Jenna Ortega to to find love, I guess. But then you get to the murder, murder aspects. This is where we're fully established that there are two. Chad gets stabbed up. Uh Uh-huh. He gets to be a hero. How'd you feel about that moment? Um, again, I I was kind of shipping those two, so it was I was glad they got their moment, and I was kind of hoping to see them throughout the rest of the series. But I think, in typical scream fashion, maybe that's the best way to do it. Jen Ortega does get her love interest moment, and then he is the hero. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm cool with it. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, damn, like they didn't give him like five minutes <laughs> to be in love. And but I got it. Like he got to be the hero. He even like tells him to run while he's getting uh-huh. nice and nice. Uh, so I was like, all right, yeah. Well, it sucks, but this is scream. This is there are worse. There are worse way to go in horror movies. I mean, you get to you get to kiss the girl. You get to be the hero. Yeah, it's gonna suck while you're dying, but in hindsight, like, not a bad way to go. And this is not the first time he has seen knives into his body. Uh, True. It that. was at this. It was at this moment. So we know for a fact there's two of them. It, I think everyone thought Hayden Pinatera is probably one of them. Right. And 
I thought the second one, I thought we were going to get this big reveal where Stu, Matthew Lillard character from the first one, I thought it was going to be this big moment to where like maybe he's out of jail. Maybe that's why maybe she helped him get out and it's the return of Stu. And I only say it because one, that was the big fan theory coming into the movie. Okay. Um, apparently in either Scream 3 or 4, I don't remember which one, but uh, they wrote it and filmed it that way. But then, sorry if this is problematic, I don't know, I'm just telling a true story, but uh, then Columbine happened. Yes. And they were like, oh, we don't need high schoolers to be killing people in this movie. We're going to we're gonna scrap that. So they did at least at once, like hev- not only heavily consider bringing Stu back, but genuinely like they went through with it and just had to like scrap it at the end. So a lot of people thought like this very well might be the case. They, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up. They, uh, even though they were very aware of th- those types of things, there are still scream killers that, have yeah, up. so it's it sucks like that. Uh, you make a movie, and you're like, Wow, I hope we're not inspiring anybody with this, and you go out of your way not to inspire people, but people are inspired in weird ways. You can't predict serial killer minds, I yeah. Think. And the first one was actually inspired by that right. sort of thing, so um. So you get the scene. I agree. I had I didn't I didn't take it there, but I thought it was her and one other person at least. Uh, I was keeping a body count tracker in my head. Oh crap! I should have done that. Um, and I think at one point I got up to twelve, but then we find out certain characters didn't die, so uh-huh. it ends up being eleven. I think. Speaking of, um, <clears throat> we kind of skipped it. What did you think of the subway scene? Because we do see Mindy. What we thought Mindy died. Um, Yes, actually, I was hurt. In my opinion, hurt. that was a really good scene. But dude, I was so bummed out. I was like, I literally my list of people who can't die. It's Samantha and it's um, Mindy. Like those are the only two. Don't don't let me lose Mindy. I love her. I was I was almost I was gonna get up and walk out. No, I was kidding. I was, <laughs> I was highly upset. I was like when that, when I first saw that they were on the train together. So the the group gets separated. It's her and the dude. Everybody's already suspicious of. Uh, great value, Evan Peters. My initial. Th- my initial thinking was there's no way it's him it can't be him this is right it's too obvious way too obvious yeah he's the one that finds her and helps her get out of the subway as she's dying i don't i don't you know the entire scene i was like they're being so hard on him it can't be him well we actually see him witness it because he he's all he's on the train with her and he keeps trying to keep an eye i mean just like the whole scene before it happened before it played Uh out i was thinking like it's not him i thought he was gonna die Honestly, I did too. I thought he was going to be the one. Like, I thought she was going to be like getting away from him and then she was going to see him get killed. I thought the same thing. But then it's her and we yep. see that we confirm it's, it's not him. Confirm. Uh-huh. Him, but we see her get stabbed. I cried. Um, I, <laughs> I sh- wanted to cry, man. I was right there. I should have thugged here. No, it's good. Uh, I was hurt. And, uh, you know, he protects her and then she she does her thing like, oh, I can't believe I was wrong again. Like, yeah, she she has such great little one liners like that. <laughs> um, but I was hurt, man. I was hurt when she gets stabbed on, on the subway. Um, I was worried then once we realized it's him because she had sent the text or she tried to send the text like I'm here on the subway with, uh-huh. you know, whatever his name was. AKA she puts GF, which ghost face. So I was thinking now he's not the killer, but they're going to get that text later and think he is like, he's going to arrive 
to where they are. And then the text is going to come through uh-huh. and they're going to think that he is. And like Hayden Panettiere is going to shoot him or something like that. And then we're going to find out it's not him. Um, that would have been good. But that's not how it goes. Let's do let's do this big reveal. So the body yep. count. I don't I didn't count the killers at this point. I want to say it was 11 bodies and like three injured. OK, three mortally wounded. God, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, because like, that's a big cast, man. They said it was going to be the high body, highest body count. Um, the cop reveals, and I was suspicious of him. I didn't know if it was bad acting or what. I thought, if anything, he now has a motive because his daughter has been killed, right. and he thinks they're he thinks they're the ones who have been doing this. So he kind of turns. Like I didn't think he was Ghostface per se. I thought he just had the motive now that like y'all either killed or let my daughter die. Y'all got to go. So let's talk about it. how did you how do you end up? We already kind of talked about it, but they lay it out. He is the cop is the father of uh, the guy from the fifth movie. Yeah. He has this. Did you know he's the son of Dennis Quaid and yes. uh, I think Meg Ryan? Is it? I've seen him in a bajillion properties. I feel like. Yeah. He was in one of our favorite <laughs> movies, Tragedy Girls. Yes. Why uh, does his character suck in every movie? He just has a he has that look. He does. <laughs> he has that look. But yeah, I, we find out this is the father of him. Uh, from the from the fifth one, who was the ghost faced, which right? yes, he ended up being yeah. ghost faced. It was him and his girlfriend, Jack Quaid. There we go, Jack Quaid. Yeah, Hunger Games, Scream, Star Trek, The Boys. There we go. The Boys is where I really think about him. That's what I tie him to. Um, we like you said, we really didn't have a chance to kind of guess. <laughs> But yeah, to me, again, lazy is not the word. I just don't feel like you earned that. I don't feel like you deserved this aha moment. We established that the girl is his daughter. We know that. Who apparently is not dead. Now we find out. We established that her brother died, which I guess could have been the clue. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, if if we have any clues at all, they do mention twice or three times that uh, she had a brother who died. And then when she quote unquote dies and he's on the scene of the murder, he says, now I've lost both my son and my daughter. So I, I guess if they gave us clues, those are the clues, but those don't feel like good clues to me. The part that makes the least sense, however, is the other guy being. Yeah. Great value. Evan Peters is also the brother. Who so knew? You're, you're telling me there's no social media history of the three of them together. No shot. Y'all just up and move to New York and you one uh rig the college's dorm room uh like partner. Yeah. Yes, you somehow rig that to get to be next to Chad. And then the daughter somehow ends up being roommates with Jenna Ortega and Samantha. Even though they like, put up an anonymous ad. Mm-hmm, yeah, you you just figured that one out. So, and the dad, when the when the daughter, quote unquote, died, the dad, who is a cop, but has been obviously moved off the assignment, he can't um, investigate that. He's the first one on the scene, so he can trade her body, swap her body out. Th- and it's like, did you have a lookalike? I don't understand what happened there. Like, did he just have a body in a backpack? Like, right? How did y'all? I mean, they're, they're to gonna it? take her to you know 
be like an autopsy and all this stuff. Like, I don't, I, I know I'm probably going way too into it, but if you're a movie that puts this much attention to detail, like, who was the body in the tub? Was it the guy she was supposed to be sleeping with? Maybe. I do remember a body in the tub, and yeah, maybe that was. Because we never saw know. him. We just heard him. Yeah. Um, he did have a funny line, though. <laughs> Early in the movie, uh, they're having sex, and Samantha comes home. So the roommate comes out, and uh, Samantha asks, we don't see who she's having sex with, but Samantha asks, is that Paul? And you hear the guy in the background go, who the F is Paul? <laughs> uh, he had a couple lines that were kind of funny. Uh, where he, like, one point, he was like, you coming back, babe? Oh, and, yeah. And then uh, Sam was like, babe? Like the <laughs> Yeah. I She's forgot like, about that. Let's go with it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see. Did they? Okay. That's who it was. In the cast list, they, he, they have his character as Paul 2.0. Paul 2.0. Okay. So they didn't really because get we him. don't know his name. We just know he's not Paul. So he's Paul 2.0. That's kind of funny. And he was played by Matthew Gifferita. Okay. See, this is my problem. You put so much attention to detail that even on the credits list, you have main, you've named this man Paul 2.0 because we know he's not Paul, but we don't know his name. You're putting that level of attention into this. Yet the big reveal is so flimsy. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Sorry, I'm bearing. That's why that knocks the score down for me for this movie because I think with a better big reveal, this is on my short list of horror movie of the year already, and it's March. Like this was such a fun movie. It's so good. I mean, it it plays perfect with the nostalgia. It's such a great movie, and then the reveal sucks. Yeah, uh, and I have to say this this might be the worst reveal. I think so. I think so. Um, it just doesn't. It falls flat, and it felt forced. It felt like they went out of their way to be mysterious. It would have been better if it was Hayden Panettiere. Agreed. It would have been better. If Again, I was hoping for a stew reveal. Huh. Would have been better if it was Courtney Cox. Would have also been better if it were Courtney Cox. But I will say, again, after the big reveal, even though that sucked, watching Samantha and Tara, do you remember the game? I think it was called Army of Two. Um, the big promotion for Army of Two is that it was the first time ever you could play as two players. And they were like, you. they had this whole uh, mechanism where like you're back-to-back. And they had this back-to-back moment. And I was like, here we go, Army of Two style. And they go ham. And there's even the, the big moment where uh, Tara's about to fall off a terrace. Mm-hmm. And Samantha's holding her. And Tara's like, you got to let me go because she'd been, you know. Metaphorical. The whole, right. The whole <laughs> part is like, you're too protective. You got to let me go. So she does let her go. Tara, I think, gets stabbed, but then comes back with this amazing kill. She takes out great value, Evan Peters. And then Samantha shoots the sister that was dope but then she runs into the dad now she's out of bullets now what happens uh i thought they killed that i thought they were uh, execution level so good and then the final kill with samantha wearing billy's stuff she's wearing the ghost-faced attire and she murks uh whatever the cop whatever his name was and that was such a satisfying scene then you get the scene where Tara looks up at her and kind of has this moment of like, Oh no, have you gone too far? But Samantha's like, nah, I'm straight. I got this. And that, that was so good. And like, that just made me, Samantha is amazing. 
She just stabbed the crap out of him and left him alive. Like she stopped when Tara came in. She stabbed him like all through his arms and like collarbone and stuff. But then she uh-huh. like it was like death by a thousand cuts type of thing. Um, she was gonna do the the big blow, but she didn't initially. Uh, she stopped before Tara got there, and then she finishes. She did finish the job after that, right? I think so. I yeah. forgot Hayden Pinatera comes. We find out it's not her, but then she gets stabbed. There's a great moment where she uh she gets stabbed with the knife she'd been stabbed in in Scream 4. Because again, they have all in this the stuff. Same they, spot. Have, they have every murder weapon. They have all the costumes and everything. So she gets the exact same result from Scream 4. And then Samantha walks up and says, dude, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to take this from you. And she pulls the knife out and then she goes and starts using the knife. That was That was good. Yeah, she got stabbed in the same exact spot she got stabbed in the previous movie. Um, it was dope to find out that uh, Gail Weathers and Mindy still alive. What is going to happen, though, when Mindy finds out? Oh, no, Chad made it, too. Chad's still alive. I, I forgot. Say, I, I was wondering if you realized that. I thought you were just going to I forgot. Play. We have the scene at the very end. Chad's still alive. We still get Jenna Ortega and Chad. Mindy didn't lose her brother. Hell, yeah. That, They're that never going to kill that. <laughs> that man is indestructible at this point. Like That rules. That made his undestructible at this point because he was dead twice now. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, <sighs> Which we've pretty much played through the whole movie at this point. Yeah, I, we should still be under two hours. I don't care. Did you? Um, did you stay for the post credit? No. So scream, and then I didn't. In the history of scream, there's never been a post credit. Um, I only so I'm the nerd that. As soon as the movie's over, I Google the name of the movie. I usually do, and then, but I didn't. So they say there is one. So I sit through it. Do you want to know what the post credit was? Sure. Is this too much of a spoiler? Or I don't. Actually, I can watch it right now. It's probably okay. Then I won't. I won't ruin it for you. It might be online. Let me see. It's very tongue in cheek. Um, there are a couple things I need to address about that ending. Okay. But I'm gonna see if I can get the post credit to come up. Can you hear it? Uh, kinda. Not well. Not every movie needs a post-credit scene. Is that it? That's the post-credit scene. You wait five whole minutes for Mindy, and I don't know if you noticed, obviously anyone listening wouldn't be able to see it, but it's from the scene where they are breaking down everything, and she looks at just us and says, we don't need a post-credit scene. So that's kind of, I like that. It wasn't worth waiting five minutes for, but I liked it. No, exactly. Um, it definitely is from that scene. So let's go back to to the, the, this finale. The one thing, and it does come up in the goofs on IMDb. After she shoots the daughter in the head, she goes to shoot the dad, and her bullet doesn't shoot. He has a gun in his hand. Yeah, and she just charges him. And they run at each other. They both run toward each other. Like he. Why are you running at her? You have a gun. He could have just shot her, but he doesn't. And then they like tackle each other and fall over the thing. Um, that was kind of goofy. Was uh, very goofy. It's like almost barbarian level of goofy. <laughs> it was very goofy. Uh, I was glad that it wasn't the the love interest for uh, Sam as well. Yeah, he came through. He came through at the very end with enforcements. That was dope. Very clutch. And obviously we got a franchise. What does the future look like? Yeah, so I can tell you what the future looks like. Because, I don't know if you noticed this, they are literally redoing the entire series. 
all five and six and what I guess seven and eight will be is literally just a remake of one and two. My buddy was uh po- like broke this down for me. So if you don't mind, I'll run through it. It's a lot. Okay. But uh from the jump, we call Scream Five a requel. It's a hard reboot. Samantha's dad died, which was Billy, uh, where Sydney's mom's died in the first one. Uh, both of them are troubled. They're kind of going through it and on the in and outs with their friends. You've got a dangerous boyfriend who ends up being the killer. In Scream 6, we see the main friend group going off to college, just like they did in Scream 2. You suspect it could be Samantha's boyfriend, just like you suspect it could be Sydney's boyfriend in the second. And then the killer ends up being the parent of the killer from the prior movie. Billy's mom in 2 versus Richie's dad in 6. Oh, and they enlist the help of someone you originally think is part of the friend group. A character named Mickey helps Billy's mom, who is Sydney's boyfriend's best friend in their college group. Richie's dad enlists his son, who is the main the main guy from the prior movie, his roommate of part of the circle. Um, The showdown is is even the exact same way. Huh? Is he not also a son? Yes, but we don't know that. Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, it takes place on a stage. Kirby ends up getting shot and coming back just like Gail did in the second one. Dewey is stabbed a bunch of times. You think he's dead, but he survives just like the main guy that Jenna Ortega is with. They are literally just remaking the and series. And they said that. Yeah. So we can kind of predict where three and or where seven and eight will go if they stick to this. But it's pretty cool. They are literally remaking this entire series right in front of our own eyes, and we're still not following along. Like we still can't guess, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of different. It's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of moving parts. And Do you like that or not like it? I'm not mad at it because I think enough time has passed. And like you said, it's still not as blatantly obvious as we it still keeps you guessing somehow. Yeah. And I also kind of like that, like, even though they're acknowledging that's what they're doing, it's not presented that way. You know, it's not like, hey, this is a, a remake of Scream 2, you know. Right. It acts like it's continuing and uh I mean right. it is continuing and growing the universe. Care. Right. Yeah, it's the scary. Scream universe is continuing to grow even though we're just redoing, I don't know. It's a it's a lot, dude. This mo- this franchise is a lot. And here's the thing, when it comes to a lot of these horror movies, when it comes to a lot of movies in general, you're going to repeat ideas eventually. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to repeat it, repeat ideas, you might as well repeat ideas within the same franchise. Yeah. And the fact that it's not uh like you said it's not a it's not a reboot it is a completely new cast of characters going through the same things that the original cast of characters went through and i think that works for me i don't know if this is a hot take or not but i think the cast is better than the original series i love the cast also i'm not gonna say it's directed and written better because i mean Wes craven come on but it is directed and written very well in my opinion Uh, sometimes i keep complaining about it's too much sometimes but uh i do i do think the cast is better and i think even though it's not directed and written quite as well maybe it is directed and written very well yeah i think it i think it it has to be at the level that it's at to to work yes if if this weren't as good as it was i mean it, you know what I mean? Like they'd have to stop doing it. The the fans would be pissed, but no, the fans love it. Exactly. Um, there, it could have gone very wrong, and it hasn't so far. I want to see real quick. Seventy five percent on Rotten Tomato, but an audience score of ninety two, and that makes so much sense to me. Critics oh, will give it a seventy five. Hell, I gave it a seven point five. That is a seventy five. But the audience of a 92, I think that's perfect. And if I ruin something that you're going to do later, I apologize. No, you're good. I was going to ask 
let me see. I was going to check actually to see what people were actually saying about the predictability. Um, most people saying it's at least better than three or four. They're saying it's it one person gave it a one and a half and said that the, uh, the genuine horror of the franchise is gone. Like it's not the horrors element is gone. I don't disagree with that necessarily. Uh, they said this film movie felt like it was rushed. I don't agree with that. To the unexpected success of the previous film. Uh, let's see. Scream has always been my favorite movie. So happy this one didn't let me down. See, that's what my main takeaway was. I think most people, I think that's most people's opinion. I mean, I hate to take one opinion and be like, that's what everyone thinks. But like, I would, if I had to guess, I think that is the general opinion. People are, are at least pleased and want more. And this comment leads me directly into the last, not the last question, second, second or third to last question. Yeah, I got two other things I got to ask. One of the things I was going to ask, was about the level of gore. So this person says, a great screen movie, more gory. It says gorier, but more gory than the others. Uh, and it follows the screen pattern to a T. Do you agree that this one was more gory than the others? Um, I'm a really, 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 really bad judge of that. Um, don't get me wrong. There are certain things where I'm like, yo, that is too gory. But for the most part, that doesn't bother me. I will say to their point, there were multiple times, something about the fact everyone's being stabbed uh, there were multiple times where obviously no one on this, no one listening can watch, can see me, but I literally like, jumped. I like not jumped out of my seat, but just like sc- try to scoot out of the way. Like something about being stabbed, you're like, Ugh. you know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's a rough. And that's why they say usually when people, uh, people stab. I would say it's not it's gory worse. in the sense of like, there's too much blood. It's right in your face, but there is, I mean, if it's gory in the sense of like, uh, they're putting it right in front of your face. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this was more gory than others. Like I feel like there were some rough kills in previous ones, and there's always a lot of blood. So, oh, I mean, think about like a kill in the first one, the the scr- uh, the uh, garage door. I mean, that's that, gory. that was the first one that came to my mind. Actually. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I I don't know that this was more gory than than others, but they people act like they it was supposed to be, but I don't know. I think it was fine. I think it was right on par. I need your either your best kill or the scene that's going to stick with you or stick with people. I've got the best kill. Okay. So I'm not one to laugh during horror movies. I mean, horror comedy is different. There are times where you're going to laugh, but like during a kill scene or like stuff like that, you know, you, you get people that are in there laughing. I'm not that guy. You know how much I love horror, but there was a scene where I was crying laughing and it's the latter scene. Uh, it's I think when they kill the, the sister, but all the roommates are in there. They kill Mindy's girlfriend. Mindy has to climb what the boyfriend who lives across the street somehow has a ladder in his room. And what he has done is put the ladder from his window to their window. So they have to literally crawl across a ladder. Samantha does it. She's successful. Mindy does it, barely gets by. And now the girlfriend, who we thought was dead, uh, she barely can walk. And now she has to crawl across this ladder. For about 10 minutes from a large abdominal stab wound. Well, as she's crawling across the ladder, Ghostface comes in and just starts shaking the hell out of the ladder. And Shorty's just flying up in the air. I mean, it's rough. And then finally, 
I kept thinking, and maybe this was dumb. I don't think it would have worked, but like, why did they not try to pull the ladder? Just scooch it your way. Obviously, once it leaves the ledge, it's going to fall, but they could have scooted it their way a little bit. Like they could have tried to help. And Shorty's just flying up and down. Ghostface is shaking the hell out of the ladder. And I, I was crying laughing. That's that's my best kill. That was, that a, was awesome. It was a funny scene. And I was like, this is so goofy. Like it was pissing me off. That was to me the, the best thing we could compare to um, Rose McGowan's garage door scene. Like it's almost in okay. that same nature, I feel like. Yeah, I, that scene was like hilarious to me. I'm just like the ghost face being a, across the hall from them and the the ladder crawl and the, the 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 funniness of him just shaking the ladder. And I think they were trying. I think they were kind of pulling it, but like they didn't want to, like you said, pull it off the ledge. Because if it, yeah, if you pull it off the ledge, tell. it's going to fall all the way down. She didn't have she the strength. to hang on it, but had the strength to hold herself up. I didn't think. No, I don't think so either. That whole scene was funny, though, because even when it starts, one, who the hell has a ladder in their bedroom? This whole thing is ridiculous. Now we're going to try to crawl across the ladder. He looks at Samantha, and he's like, you've got this. Just do not look at the ground. And the first thing she does is look at the ground. The whole time she's crawling, she's looking on the ground. You're like, I don't even know if she's going to make it. Then she makes it. Then Mindy has to leave her girlfriend. She kisses her goodbye and just, just like, all right, I'm out. Like it, The whole scene was funny. The whole scene was hilarious. Um, I'm going to go a uh, funny route as well. And it's not even a great kill. It just was funny to me. It's the Courtney Cox boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, when she's on the phone with Ghostface and you just see this big swole dude like getting dragged into a room in the background. I feel like he could have fought Ghostface off because it's either the cop. We know it's not the cop because the cop was with Samantha and Tara and them. They were in the um, they were in the park and they were trying to catch the killer over the phone. Hayden Pinatera is uh, using something to hack into it. So they're on the phone. The cop is there. They steal his car. So we know it's not the cop. True. That means it's either the daughter or the son, neither of which could have taken that man down. That's also true. Um, even with the element of surprise, if you're just using a knife, like he probably could have turned around, punched the shit out of him, and that would have been <laughs> the end of that. See, I've never been stabbed, and I hope I never am, but like, he was a big enough dude, depending on where he, he could have fought back. Even if he got stabbed a little, like, I think he could have fought back. With one stab wound, he still could have got a nice right hook off. I think so. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Because um, initially, when I went back to that scene, I was like, it had to be the cop. And I was like, no, it couldn't have been because he was doing the stakeout. Uh-huh. So whatever man uh but it was funny, like just seeing him in the background just arm flailing like getting pulled into a room i was like that was oh. good oh that was funny um I'm trying to think is there another one that i'm maybe had that's i would it. go back to the samantha stabbing the hell out of the cop that's not bad that, that was, was a very good revenge moment and i would say she had multiple moments where she kind of zoned out and looked like she was going to become a killer um the reveal that that chad is still alive was also that was dope like really <laughs> like they were mourning his his loss oh uh is it mindy yes running in to the scene after being stabbed and being like okay so i put it together it was da 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 uh -huh. like i forget what they added to it um but they like corrected her again she was like i still can't get it right like that was good that was that was funny um that's all i got are you, are you looking forward to the next one 
Oh, absolutely. I will continue. I think they're getting better over time. I, uh, I don't know if you were going to ask me this. If you are, I apologize. I'm going too fast. I would rank this as my second favorite Scream movie. Uh, nothing's going to top the first one. The original Scream, much like the original Halloween, that is one of the GOATs. It has to be in every GOAT debate. Um, it's a movie I watch every single year. But behind it, this is my second favorite Scream movie, and I will watch it at least once a year every Halloween season. I've seen people posting their Scream rankings. I need to start getting active on Letterboxd. I gotta. I, I do, too. I always say I'm going to do that, and then I never do. I think I follow you on there. Uh, I've been seeing people post it. I'm, I'm pulling them up now. I'm pulling up people's rankings now. I'm going to pull up the photos. All right. First one I pulled up has the first movie and six as their top nice. two. They actually have five as their number three. Oh, wow. Scream 2 and 3 are their least favorites. That's fair. I've heard a lot of people say, again, I've never seen 4, but my buddy told me I would like 4 more than 6. Now, I don't know that because I haven't seen it, but I love Scream 6. I thought it was very fun. The next person has the original, and then they have 4 as their number 2. They actually have 6 as their least favorite. Oh, wow. Next person, first one. Which one is that? I guess that's three as their second. No. What the hell is that? Oh, that's I guess that's five. What the fuck? Yes, they have six as their fifth favorite. Dang. Um hmm. all right, one more. One, two, four, six. Wow, okay. One six five two. Okay, I love how much difference there is in all of them. Yeah, there's they're all over the place. Like, there's not even a consistent least favorite. Anyone listening, I would like. I mean, I know this is big ass, but if you're listening, I would like for y'all to tag the two of us and give us your scream rankings. That would be cool. If you've listened, or at least tag me. If you've listened deep this deep into the episode, if you've listened this far, you can get on Twitter and you can tell me your rankings. You'll see when the post comes out. Just tag us. Uh, I'm curious. I don't even know what my ranking is, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, but. Is it time to start giving ratings? No, I'm, I'm saying oh. I don't want to give it on the spot unless you what you, you get. You kind of mentioned it, but I'll let you give yours. No, no, I didn't know if you have other questions and stuff. Let's do that. No, I, I know if you want to give your rating that we're, we're at the end. Okay, um, my rating, and of course, you have a different rating, so you can throw me yours, and I can do it on your scale if you want me to, but just my own rating. Uh, I'm going to go, unfortunately, a 7, maybe 7.5 out of 10. Uh, I think this had the potential. I think it was so close to being an all-timer. I think it's so much fun. I think it has as much rewatchability as any of the Scream movies outside of Scream 1. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. I would love to show it to you know a significant other or a friend. Um I'm going to put everyone I can onto this movie. I love it. It's so much fun, but it it just is so close to being like an all-timer, and it just isn't because of that reveal. So give me a seven or a seven and a half, which is still, in my opinion, uh, a very high score. Yeah, I agree with your assessment. I think the uh, the reveal is the the most disappointing part. I think it's why it's the only thing I, that could knock it down for me uh, f- as far as on the the overall rankings. I'm not doing my my, my rating yet. Uh, okay. I can't do it. I haven't. So what I'm I'm gonna rate every movie I've seen this year in order. I have not rated any of the movies I've done for 2023 yet. I didn't want to think about the 2023 movie rankings. That makes sense. I got the 2022 awards out, so I'll probably start doing that, putting that together this week. 
but uh, I will say it's probably going to land in that in between a three and a three and a half is for me. Well, then throw me uh, your scale. You have the five deals or whatever. Throw them at me and I'll see. I'll answer. All right. Let me pull it up. I could probably do it off the dome, but I want to make sure I actually hit all of them. See, I'm the same way. I figure like you have stuff off top. You're like, eh, let's let's double check. Uh, let's see. Where is this thing? Also, y'all don't know this, but Bibbs and I have been talking for three hours. So <laughs> quite literally three hours. Don't remind me. Um, where is the rankings? All right, here we go. Five criteria. I rate on a scale of one to five. I could do it off the dome now. It doesn't mean I'm going to stick to it. I'll probably have a different rating when I get to it later. Did the movie accomplish what they set out to do on a scale of one to five? Four. I was thinking three or four. Uh, overall, it does a good job of setting up the, re the rest of the universe, uh, continuing to the universe without hurting it. And building uh, on the characters. Yes, but it wasn't perfect. Again, I think the reveal does hurt what it was trying to do. So I'm going to go four rather than like a four and a half or a five. But I think it was good on that. Four is fair. Uh, overall entertainment value or uh, recommendability. Five. Five all the way. I think it couldn't have been more fun. Again, like I say, I'm going I'm to recommend this to everybody. Now, again, you have to know Scream lore and stuff probably. But uh, yeah, I go five. All right. I think I'm going five as well. Emotional connection uh, to either the story or character. Damn, dude, that almost makes me want to give another five. I mean, think you cried at Mindy. I wanted to cry at Mindy. I, I mean, the the moment with Chad and Jenna, both of them were both really sweet. Uh, you have the emotion with Samantha. I, I kind of want to give that a five, too. So I didn't literally cry, and that's my criteria. No, I, I got you. That's the, No, no I'm, I'm saying that because that's my criteria for a five, so I got to give it a four. You know what? That's fine. I, that's good. Uh, let me do four and a half then, because I didn't cry either. So let's go four and a half. <laughs> All right, 13 for me so far. X Factor, that's great acting or something completely fresh that you got from this movie. I would have to go like a three on this one just because, again, the cast was amazing. You have, I think the young cast killed it, but the returnees were just not it. It was almost just a nostalgia factor that brought it down a bit. The reveal, the people that were involved in the reveal, none of them did anything. I, I got to go a three on that, which if you look at just the, the young cast, that's a five. But I think the rest of it hurts it. I'll go three. Damn, this movie's gonna have a higher rating than I realized. Cause I was gonna, I might, I might, I might be up to a four. A four. The last, the last one, or for X Factor, I'm giving it a three. By the way, because uh, it did what screen movies do. It didn't. I didn't. I can't think of a single thing it did that was new and fresh. Right. Um, so we both go three on that one, or did you say four? Three. I'm going three, but I'm looking at where I'm at right now with where my overall is going to end up being. I think it's going to end up being a four. Oh, I should have been writing mine down as well. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, go back real quick, real quick. Just throw them at me. What's the, what's the first one? Did it accomplish what they set out to do? I think you said. Oh, I, I, I said four. Okay. Overall entertainment value, you said five. I said five. Emotional connection. Three. You said. Or no, 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 I said five on that one. Yeah, you said four and a half or five. Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah, there we go. Um, X Factor. You said three. Okay. And then the last one is, did it keep you guessing or keep you on your toes? <sighs> Give me four, because it definitely did. But then again, the reveal was so unearned. Go, I'll go uh, three and a half. I'll go three and a half. Okay. So it cheated for you. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to say four because it did keep me guessing. And... 
at the end, I can accept why they were doing it at least. Even though they didn't actually give me a chance to know why. Yeah. I mean, know who, like, predict who it was going to be. Uh, they didn't really give me a chance to predict it at all. Um, so I'm probably going four there. I think we four. end up at, even though we went different on a couple of them, I think we both end up at 20. And that's out of 30? Out of 25. So 20 out of 25, that's, that's high. Comes out to a four. I might need another criteria. <laughs> Because I feel that, like movies that are fun end up being higher rated than right. they maybe should be. But maybe not. Maybe fun movies should get higher rated. So I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's fair. Because you think about a movie like Zodiac, that is not a fun movie, but you want to watch it. So it almost loses points, but it shouldn't. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Four, I think it's going to come out to a four. Nice. Uh, a four flat also, because I started doing the partial ratings as well just to compare i believe where where did the last one come out the last one came out at a 3.4 okay which is fair to me because it's not as good as this one but it's not bad i think that's fair yep uh a movie that came out at exactly a four last year there were only three oh wow men orphan first kill actually Really? Did you see Orphan First Kill? No. So Orphan is one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Like that's not a good movie, probably, but I love it so no, much. Know. It was great. I never got to see. Uh, I haven't seen the sequel yet or the remake or whatever it is. It's actually really. I. It's another one of those movies where I was like, "There's no way they can make this work," and they made it work. Fair enough. I need to go see that. Is uh, I'm gonna check if it's on anything. And I believe they did. They did a lot of the effects practically. See, I like that. Like they put uh, the main characters on stilts. See, I like that for parts of it to make the girl look smaller than she was, versus like using some type of weird effects. I can watch that on Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch that. Um, what was the third one? Who was the main character of this? Of uh, Orphan First Kill. Who did they? Somebody I can't think of. Somebody whose face I have, but Julia Styles. Yes, Julia Styles was great. Shout out to Julia Styles. Genuinely impressed by her acting in that movie. Um, the other movie was She Said. I never saw that either. It's uh based on a true story. Where did Holy Spotter come out? Where did like in the rankings? Uh huh. Four point two. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, so. I love that movie. I'm so glad you let me watch that. Yeah, Holy Spider was above. Uh, Holy Spider was a cool movie. I wish it had gotten the Oscar nod. Like I the- do too. I wish just more people could see it. That's one of those that, like I want to tell everyone about, but like I mean, who's going to be able to watch that? You know. Well, let's see. Where is it? You said you haven't started The Last of Us, right? Say that again. You haven't started The Last of Us. No. All right. I think the finale comes out tonight. Apparently you could buy. Yeah, tonight is the finale. Um, apparently you can buy Amazon. You can buy Holy Spider for six dollars on Amazon Prime or uh, Vudu or Apple TV. I see it. So and you have I to pay think, five or six bucks. But I think uh, after that episode of Last of Us, I think the director. If people catch on that it's the same person, people will probably check it out. That makes me happy. That's a great movie. Pretty epic episode was pretty epic. Uh, I mean, I think we've been on here long enough. Yeah, for sure. 
dude again dude thank you so much for letting me be a part of this i always love hopping on and i know people are probably getting tired of hearing me i'm a regular guest but <laughs> anytime you'll have me dude i, I love doing this I mean, Reese said that he, he reset this one out specifically because he feels like he's been coming on too much. Uh, I've already put the call out. The call has been put out that I want some other people to come on from time to time. But, you know, I'm always happy to bring my guys back if y'all are willing to come back. So thank you for doing this marathon review with me. Uh, if it is longer than two hours, then we broke the rule. But Scream broke its own rules, too. Scream is all about breaking rules. Did we are we are following suit on this one. Perfect. It's perfect. So I might even allow it. So, uh Anything else you need to say? Nah, man. Just again, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be a part of the uh, the Bibsters. I, I love doing that. Um, anytime you let me on here, man, I, I love doing it. If y'all don't mind, if you've made it this far, go follow me at Tyler underscore Lennon and go check out Down and Out, our show. It's like a live radio show, but it's on YouTube and you can call in. Uh, we've had Ernie Johnson. We, uh, I mean, it's we talk a lot of Dallas sports. If you like hearing how much Jason Kidd sucks, you know, that's fun. Or you can go follow us on any of the socials, which is at Down and Out 903. Because anytime we get to shout out the 903, we've got to do that. And we have a bunch of clips. I mean, thousands of people are watching the clips. It's going really well. So TikTok, uh, Instagram, whatever. Follow us on there. Thank you for doing your own plug so I don't have to do the plug. <laughs> See, again, man, I used to hate doing plugs. But now that I've got like a team with me, I, I'm I'm cool <laughs> doing, doing that. I'm terrible at plugging my own stuff. I can't remember where I was, but I forgot to mention the Mavs Outsiders wherever it was like somebody the person that was hosting mentioned it for me i was like i completely forgot that podcast existed mavs outsiders is so big you don't have to plug it everybody know about mavs outsiders i, I guess so i mean i'll take it <laughs> uh christian wood liked one of our tweets earlier and i started laughing if christian wood is a fan of mavs outsiders who isn't you know we stand <laughs> christian wood over here and we stand him even harder for being a fan of bibs and the, the mavs outsiders state also, I want to give a shout out to Reese. Uh, again, he's had this one out. I was hoping it would be us. I love when we do uh, kind of like a panel. And I don't know if Reese knows this. I give him shit every time, but I love Reese. He's he's such a cool dude. And I, I love being able to do stuff with y'all. Nah, you got to um, hit the spreadsheet. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, I know this is off air talk, but send that to me so I can re. Uh, okay. I'll send re, re look at it and everything. I'm going to add some more months to it. They keep moving movie dates, which is getting annoying, but I'm going to add some more months to it and and, and send it back around. Make yep. sure you guys have signed up. But uh, we've been on here long enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you again for joining me. This was a lot of fun. I don't know if you signed up for any that are already out there. Honestly, should I check? Should we do that before? I we... thought I put my name down a couple of times, but... Uh... Let's find if out. I had to guess. I thought I put it down three or four times, but maybe I'm misremembering. F it. We're here. Let's find out. I've only I only did it through the end of April. So let's see. Yes, I remembered that. Um I got shot for a bunch. Scream is the last one you're on here for. Damn, all right. See, now I gotta re-up. I gotta go look. You did uh sign up for knock at the cabin, but I you didn't end up coming through for that one, right? No, I missed that one. You asked me about it and I, I end up not being able to watch it. Okay. So yeah, Reese is the only one that came through. For that one. Damn it, I missed a chance I could have been with Reese. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it was there. Uh, I got to watch Luther 65. Nobody signed up for. Shazam is next. John Wick. Uh, I didn't say I was going to watch Dungeons and Dragons, but I think I might now because I know it was done by the people that did Game Night. You're Wick. probably not doing Evil Dead, are you? You're probably not. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, I don't know that that movie needs a review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Pope's Exorcist, nobody signed up for that. I'll sign up for that. I uh, definitely got to see that.
Okay. Yeah, there's yeah let me get off. When we get off here, I'll sign up for that. Bo was afraid nobody signed up for. I don't know what that is. I don't think that comes out. It's uh, Ari Aster. Oh, crap. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, is that the um, Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Okay. I'll go see that. Uh, it comes out the same week as Evil Dead, actually. Well, that's probably a better call than Evil Dead. <laughs> that's probably why I wasn't planning to watch Evil Dead. Because uh, I can only guarantee I'm going to watch two. Even though I did double feature this weekend, I can only guarantee I'm going to watch uh, one on a single. Yeah, week. that's a big ask. That's a big ask. Especially since it's like there's something every week right now. Yeah, and it'd be, it'd be different if Evil Dead were like on that level, you know? If Evil Dead were a scream, you'd be like, crap, okay, I gotta I gotta do both, but I don't think it is. If it turns out it is, you know, that's, you know, maybe we'll change our minds. We can make up for it later, but as of today, I'm not planning ahead of time for it. Let's get out of here. I've said enough. You've said enough. We've yeah, said if, enough. Y'all listen this far. Thank y'all so much. I love y'all. Yeah, if you listen this far, let me know. I might need to send you a sticker or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but until next time, folks, Peace.